T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. from January 19th, 1991. We just passed the 30th anniversary of the greatest national anthem I've ever experienced. Just this week, it was discovered that the anthem wasn't being played in an NBA team's first 13 games. The NBA didn't know about it. And then it became a story, and Mark Cuban said, I don't want to play it. So the anthem, political has become a moment of sports protest, as it always has been. It has been a cynical prop. Many people argue it should be done away with before sporting events, because it's not how a majority of people start their workday, and it's not patriotic, particularly if people can buy hot dogs while it's being performed. Others argue, you know what, continuing to play it can start a conversation, a national conversation, a big conversation about the kind of nation we should be. So we are hoping to get in touch with Wayne Messmer, a man who was synonymous with the Chicago National Anthem, historically tied to the anthem. He sang that anthem at the NHL All-Star Game in 1991 in the Oregon Loft two days after the Gulf War started. And there were, I counted more than 30 flags a bunch of patriotic signs, and that was a a seemingly an earth-shaking moment, that anthem. It was, you couldn't hear, somebody leaned over to try to talk to me, it was impossible, couldn't hear, just gave up. You were holding on to something because the stadium was shaking. And it was such a moment General Norman Schwarzkopf to ask for a tape from NBC, which was showing that all-star game, and sent it to his troops in the Gulf. That was the thing. That was an anthem of the most memorable anthem I've ever been a part of. Mark, is there any anthem as we wait to try to reach Wayne Mesmer? Hey, Steve, can is I jump there- in here? Stifler yeah. here. Um, yeah. So, uh, in um, in kind of uh, the theme of the show, uh, sucking. Um, so I had my Wayne's mixed up. Wayne Randazzo said yes, and or sorry, Wayne Mesmer said yes, and then canceled. But I thought Wayne Randazzo said no. So Wayne Randazzo can't. It, I, Wayne Randazzo said yes. So Wayne what? can Wayne can probably join us at one. But that's Randazzo and not Mesmer. <laughs> And Wayne Messmer oh, doesn't man. like us. Why? What was that? 
Wayne Messmer, why doesn't he like us? No, he said yes, and then I think I think something came up, which is why the he's not answering his phone. What came up is that he realized it was the Saturday Suckage Show, even though he's on the opening of this show. I guess Who's so. Who's on first? What's on yeah. second? What? <laughs> so why don't you just tell us what our schedule is now? Yeah. Let's uh, re-rack this whole thing. So I, I confirmed with Wayne. I'm trying to confirm with Wayne Randazzo for 1 p.m. So uh, Wayne Mesmer is uh, not going to be joining us today. What about Wayne Gretzky? Is he is he good to go, or is Gretzky yeah. does he need a little bit more time? Uh, Larvy so. might be more obtainable than Gretzky. Larvy. Okay. What about World? What about Wayne's World? Is that available to us today? All right. Well, this is an interesting turn of events. I don't know, Steve. Which what Wayne about would Wayne you rather? Knight? He played Newman, right? Wasn't that Newman's name? Isn't yeah. That the actor who played Newman, Wayne Knight. How'd you do with that, Stifler? Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, Wayne Knight canceled. <laughs> Gretzky's coming so out at one. Unless <laughs> we had this whole thing set up, walking right into the greatest anthem ever. And now we're stuck with the anthem and as a topic without a guess. You know what? Oh, Here, I'll screwed. tell you what. We'll get us back this on track. Sucks. Stifler, Stifler, what you're going to do now <laughs> is we're going to go back to the slap shot cut. So we get back to the slap shot cut of the anthem. And then you're gonna, we're going to ask you questions about your mom because we're the mom show. And it's too obvious not to ask about Stifler's mom. So why don't you rack that up for us, Stifler? And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was Three of you guys, you put one thing, you're out of this game. Now I run a clean game here. I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm looking at song. Here we go. Now we're back. But BTW, you did ask me the question about favorite national anthem. And yeah, Wayne Wayne Mesmer was great. So a texture jumped on this and is absolutely right. I don't even remember what the venue is. I'm assuming it was probably Super Bowl, but Whitney Houston was unbelievable. Um, Roseanne Barr, that was goosebumps. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So, <laughs> and the crotch grabbing. Do not forget the yeah. Roseanne Barr crotch grabbing on that horrible rendition. Hey, guys. Get, um, Wayne Randazzo uh, just texted. He's good for 1 p.m. Also, also this. <laughs> Also, there's a, there's a Wayne on the phone if you want to take him. He's in New Lenox. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, sure. Did, what does he want to talk uh, about? Not the topic we're talking about. He's here. He's there, Steve. Sim. It's too late. We let him in the door. Wayne, what's up? All right, we have a breaking <laughs> phone call. Wayne from New Lenox. Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, we're just We're making history on Saturday suckage, Wayne. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel uh, I felt compelled to give you a call because you were missing a Wayne, so I could fill that <laughs> void for you and just tell you oh, I'm a fan great. of the suckage. Thanks, Wayne. That's that's terrific. You sound like you're a member of the WB Club too. Are you a Wake and Baker? Oh yeah, uh, at times. Yeah. Okay, and this would be one of those times. So, which Wayne did we miss? Don't give well, me Wayne. Yeah, we oh, missed oh all the God. Waynes. We're getting <laughs> shut out. That's who we thought we were bringing on, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate you calling and telling us that you're, <laughs> you're Wayne. How By the way, when you were that, when you were talking about nexus. yeah, when you were talking about the anthem and you referred to it as a a cynical prop, I actually have always kind of thought of you as a cynical prop. So it, I am. it's really perfect. Yeah. It was. It, it's been used for all kinds of things, and it's been used for protests. It's been used to make a statement. It's been been used for in, in a variety of ways. And and there's and there are moments where I've been to speak. You brought up Roseanne Barr. I was at while I was at Wayne Messmer's rendition of the 1991 All Star Game, NHL All Star Game at the stadium. And the stadium, because it was a Thunderdome, that was even more. Um, even more head splitting, ear splitting. It just resounded. It should have been it probably registered on the Richter scale. I was also at, and growing up in L.A., opening day in 1977, Frank Sinatra paid off 
made good on his word. He told Tommy Lasorda, you ever become manager of the Dodgers, I will sing the national anthem on your opening, your home opener. So Lasorda became manager. Sinatra walks out in center field and his voice broke during the oh, national no. anthem. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the thing. So that was I was a part. Of, I, and I the Rockets. Oh, Carl was, Lewis. Yeah, that was that was the uh. thing too. Uh, the do you think it should be played before every game, Mark? Do we need that? Well, here's the way I answer that question. I I don't personally need it. If the majority of our armed forces, past and present. If they feel like they they think it's needed before sporting events to feel good, then I would like I defer completely to them on this issue. I personally don't need it, but you know if they do, this is one of those things. Like it's the same argument to me as Native Americans when it comes to using Indian or Native American names. It's not up to me to be offended or to say that it's being politically correct. It's up to them. So that's where that's where I go. I don't know if that's a cop out, but that's that's where I defer for sure. I personally, I don't care. I don't need it. But if they do, then I'm down with it. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of it because the way it gets abused. There was a specialness about it. The i the idea of um, and then having experienced what. Yeah, after laughing through the Sinatra thing, it's like, okay. But then when you get the seriousness of war and being in the stadium, and I thought that just that just was underscored or led me to a conclusion that that's the moment where it was needed. I mean, it was, it was stunning, yeah. the, the American flags and the signs about patriotism and what that meant, the sincerity of that, even though it was a a tradition that began a game three of the 1985 uh, uh, Campbell Conference Finals. Wayne's in the Oregon loft of the old stadium. He's about to start. The Hawks are down two games to none to the Gretzky Oilers. And all of a sudden, the Oregon starts, and Wayne's about to sing, and people in the stadium start cheering and cheering. That is how that began, that game, that moment, and it crested, I believe, in, in 1991. And then I thought about the, George Bush throwing out the first pitch in Yankee Stadium after first game in New York after 9-11, after the attack on the Twin Towers. And I thought, that's a time where the national anthem would have been special. I couldn't even tell you who sang it. I don't even know. But I will say this, the, the, the Super Bowl... Eric Church and um, Jasmine Sullivan, I loved the Super Bowl national anthem this year. I thought the melding of, of, of genres and the quality of the singers, that was, that was something. That was just such a, a, a beautiful idea, well executed. And, and that's not an easy song to sing no matter how talented you are. I thought that was great. Did you see the anthem this year? Yeah, of course. Bowl? No, I thought it was great. I think duets when duets on the anthem are always good because they got to get it right. You know, you have two people depending on each other to get it right, so you're not going to get a lot of screw-ups of the lyrics or else it would just be comically bad. So, no, I agree. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um, you know, it's funny when you think about the Blackhawks national anthem in in particular with, you know, to this day that when there is a crowd there, during mm-hmm. home games, everybody stands up and cheers. And we think about the this is this is the epitome of the meaning being lost of the national anthem. The idea of the national anthem is to feel pride for your country, to feel pride for and for those that have fought for us, that we have lost all of that. It's almost like a prayer. But there, there is no, like when people are standing up and cheering through the anthem at Blackhawks games, and it's awesome to be a part of it. It's not. That's not what anybody's thinking. They're thinking about this is great. I can't wait to watch this game with the the Blackhawks and the Blues, and hopefully this is psyching out the opponent. That that's what. And we talk about decibel levels. Nobody's ever. Nobody ever says, God, I was feeling pride for the, those that are fighting You're in right. the Iraq War right now, or whatever the case may be. It's it's so the meaning of the national anthem. It's not symbolic of thinking about your country anymore. It's, it's symbolic of the nerves that fans 
players before a game starts. It's like all this hype leading up to the game, and then it stops for four minutes or whatever it is for everybody to get nervous and to slow their sweat and then get out on the on the ice or the field or the rink or whatever the case may be or the court. So there there is no unfortunately for most people. And it's probably not the same for those who are in the armed forces. For most people, there is the, the meaning of the national anthem is totally and completely lost. So what's the point? Uh, and in fact, it was a member of the armed forces who suggested Colin Kaepernick kneel silently as a way of protesting it. Uh, it was a Green Beret, former Green Beret, who said, this is the way you can make a point. I fought for your right to be able to make this point during that. And then it got there you all, go. It all went sideways. But I will... Um, I will also say that that anthem in the stadium with the fans cheering, with that building, because it was such a Thunderdome, it was so small. I mean, the, the glass was, I think, 200, what, 200 yards from the doors. I mean, that's how small the building is was. And teams used to say, opposing teams would come in and say, let's just be 0-0 after 10 minutes. Because that's when it wore <laughs> off. That they did, and and coaches coaches would bring that. That was the game plan for the first ten minutes. Let's wow. just be zero zero. And, wow. You talk about the Chicago for... Stadium when you say that, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, but there was a we have a, a member of Billy Donovan's staff, one of the greatest anthem moments, ever, and oh, we yes. don't we can't do it justice on radio. Because no. you have to see it to really feel it. And I tear up every time I come across that for whatever reason. And I'm going to try to get through explaining this. But Maurice Cheeks was a coach of the Portland Trailblazers, if I have his team affiliation right. I know I have the rest of the story right. There was a 12-year-old girl who was out there to sing the national anthem. And she froze. She got nervous. No, she'd never, apparently never performed in front of all these people. And there she was. And Maurice Cheeks came over, put his arm around her, and helped her steady her and led the entire, like, arena joining in. Everybody sang that anthem. It was a great moment. I mean, it's some, and again, it's something you should watch on video. I don't know if you remember it, if you've seen it, or the last time you saw it. Of course. That sure. was a thing. And I, I don't know. I can't imagine. I would hope that Maurice Cheeks never gets tired of talking about it. Um, I would understand, I guess, if he did. But I did not want to let this discussion pass without mentioning how local that moment is or was and how special it was i thought that was just outstanding steve I have, I, I have two options for you we could play the mo cheeks oh. national anthem i already have it ready or we can go out to another wayne in lafayette well i uh, wayne in lafayette if i recall i think he's he's like a board member of the wake and bake club do i have that right i sure am yeah, buddy <laughs> He's got a gold card. <laughs> no, it's a green card now. Hey, man, how's it going, guys? Oh, Wainer, what's dude, up, buddy? Dude, I was like Toby's hey. vice president. Hey, man, Toby, Toby's a cool dude, man. I like yeah. him. He's cool. Sure. Anyway, Grody, you're one of the best, old buddy. You're one of the best, and so are you, Rosie. Um, yeah, hey, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm playing Nick Danger's Third Eye in the Fire Sign Theater play at the school this year. So anyway, but hey, you guys, if, if uh, congratulations about, on the, that, the, the wake the wake and bake club should have Jimi Hendrix um, playing the national anthem before before your shows every 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 Saturday. Is that the one he did at Woodstock? Is the Woodstock one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that would be good. That, that would be good. Was it yeah. too loud? Okay, well, well, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Well, I tried, but uh, hey, you guys, I want you to know I think the world of you and. Um, 
awful, awful, awful thankful for you guys being on the air during this pandemic and stuff. And Grody, you're, you're just climbing up the ladder, buddy. I'm awful proud of you. So well, we're, you, Rosie, we're you're, all, you're just you, man. You're, you're, you're top of the line all the time, buddy. So you guys are, you guys, I just want you to know, I think a lot of you. And anytime you're on, I'm always thinking of you and, 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 and love listening to you guys. So thank you, Wayne, but don't Wayne. go yet. Wayne, don't go yet. Okay. Oh. Okay. I, I have. I want to run a couple ideas. I, I was going to save this for something else, but you you would seem to be the perfect wake and bake forum, the perfect wake and bake panel to evaluate this. So I had okay. two ideas. Um, that one was called marijuana sauce, like roasted garlic and basil marijuana sauce. I said that by yeah. accident, and then I then I googled it to see if somebody did it because it seems so obvious. Because who can tell the difference between oregano and pot? And if you Google it, you get cannabis garlic butter, you know, which is useful for a lot of things. Have you ever have you ever done that? Have you ever done marijuana no. sauce? No, just no? just the just just the brownies, guys. Just the brownies. That, that, okay. That, now what that about work good. or the gummy bears? The gummy bears are good. I I was looking for some one-stop shopping to try to become a more efficient society. So I had another yeah. idea. And I thought somebody should invent a vape phone, a cell phone where you could vape, because that's usually what you're doing at the, with, with both of them, so you combine the activities. How you fix it? Could you? You think you could figure that out, Wayne? I, I could try to figure it out, guys, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I could if I could make it make it successful enough to make it to make it up to your guys' level. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, that's terrific. You know what? Just the answers I expected. Wayne, thank you for calling. Thank you for support. Uh, be well. Best, best to you guys. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Wayne's something of a daily inspiration, I would say. Wayne, yes. just, he, he props everybody up. That's a good guy right there. We came in with the greatest national anthem I've ever experienced, and we just ended up with marijuana sauce and a vape phone and a call from yet another <laughs> Wayne. I would say we've got, this is the full oeuvre of Saturday Suckage and the Wake and Bake Show. So if we take a break, could we come back with what Mark heard? Could we come back with the the um, panorama of audio that you've selected, collected, and can bring to share with the class? Absolutely, and this will get us into a bunch of bears. As a matter of fact, I think that this is what Mark heard is full bears, full-on bears. Well, I, that's, that's very important because um, I think – you're going to be the next quarterback, and I'm going to be your backup. I think that's how it's going to go for what they're doing. I can hand off. I can I'm, hand off. <laughs> I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Undoubtedly, this is Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We don't have turds on this team. It's time for What Mark Heard, a rundown of the best sound coming out of Hallis Hall this week on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. In 
indeed. Time for that near award-winning portion of our show called What Mark Heard. It's a good thing we have Mark Rohde here because it couldn't work if it were what Wayne heard because we don't have, we have all the Waynes except the Wayne we thought we were going to get. And now at top of the hour, we're going to get Wayne Randazzo, who we didn't think we were going to get. Stifler gave us a whole bunch of information, some of which was right. So this is what Mark heard throughout the week. Mark, lead us in this. Share with the class. Well, let's go. One of the areas that I want to start with is one of my favorites, and that is Dave Wanstead, who yesterday (laughs) was on the all-new afternoon show with Parkins and Spiegel, and he was asked to make a prediction about the quarterback for the Bears in 2021. Let's make a prediction. Who is going to be the week one starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears? I want one. one name. Carson Wentz. Wow, you think it's going to happen, huh, Coach? Feeling it? I do. I do. I've talked to some people in Philly, and they are adamant about moving him. He's adamant about moving. Uh, It sounds like he would like to go to the Colts, but the Colts are not going to budge on what they are willing to give up. So I think it's – I would expect it to happen for the Bears this week. I really would. Wow. Uh, The report that we heard was that the Colts offered two second-round picks. Does that jibe with what you've heard, Coach, and they're not budging from that? Yeah, I I haven't – you know what, I can't confirm anything. I'm not even sure what the Bears have offered, you know. Now, there always could be a a dark horse candidate in this thing. All of a sudden, San Francisco trades Garoppolo to New England, and and all of a sudden the 49ers jump into it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that does happen, so it's never over till it's over. But uh, all indications are that I think it's a two-man race right now, Colts and Bears, and and I would pick the Bears if I had to pick someone. How about that, Steve? The, The prediction, and it's based on Dave talking to people. He doesn't always offer news or not willing to admit that he's spoken to people. Dave wants that predicting that this week, the Bears will have Carson Wentz as their new quarterback. What do you think? I think it'd be incredibly stupid. He's Mitch Trubisky. So you're going to give up more draft capital to re-sign Mitch Trubisky? That's what so you're Trubisky was an MVP candidate at one point in time in his life. <laughs> yes, he was. Let's he was? all remember that. Yeah. Um, the, the only good part of all of that is that the Colts reportedly – Gave the Eagles the best offer the Eagles have received, and it was two second-round draft picks. So, so far, Ryan Pace has not been dumb enough to give up a number one pick or a first-round pick. That's that's the only thing out of this. Carson Wentz is Mitch Trubisky. We know how that movie ends. It ends with an interception in the end zone. And and the idea of them collaborating and the quarterback, the quarterbacks being in this incubator, I don't know, dude. Do you see Carson Wentz doing anything different here than Mitch Trubisky did? As this is, this is, since he came back from his injury, what has he done that's been any better, one more than Mitch Trubisky? He had a bad year last year. That's the way I look at Carson Wentz, and I don't think you should put all your stock. It was it was bad. I mean, 16 touchdowns to 15 picks last year for Carson Wentz, a 57.4 completion percentage. Not good, not good at all. But in, tw- in 2019, 27 touchdown passes, 7 picks, 21 and 7 in 2018. And uh, we all know that he was terrific in 2017 until he got hurt. 13 games that year, 33 TDs to seven picks, a 78.5 QBR. Yes, I do think Carson Wentz is better than Mitchell Trubisky. I, I don't even think that that's a question, quite frankly. And relative to what else is available out there, and I realize that's setting the bar low, Carson Wentz is a guy who would be a good get for the Bears because there's just not a lot of other options. Dak Prescott, that ain't happening. I don't think Derek Carr is happening. I don't think you want 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick to be your quarterback this year. I don't think you want to bring in Joe Flacco um, or a lot of these guys. Um, So I think that you have to, unfortunately, you have to look at it that way. And I do think that for a 28-year-old quarterback who has had a lot more success than Trubisky, 
that there is potential upside for Wentz. Is it a slam dunk? Absolutely not. But is would this be horrible? No, I don't think so. You know what? You know what I would much rather see them do, and I don't. I have no idea if they're if Ryan Pace has the time to do it. I don't trust Ryan Pace to do anything right at quarterback at all, and I've seen nothing from Matt Nagy's coaching staff that leads me to believe they could fix anybody who needs fixing. I've seen them collaborate on Nick Foles, and it was awful. And I've seen them him try to coach. Mitch Trubisky, and he refuses to understand what Trubisky is, and when he finally did, they could beat the crappy defenses. So there's nothing that leads me to be hopeful. The only thing I would like to see them do is let Nick Foles start at quarterback, take one in the draft, do not spend any draft capital on any quarterback out there, do not bring any of that in this year, and I would like to see them, with their first two draft picks, um, take offensive linemen. I want that redone. I've been saying for weeks, if you start building from the guys closest to the football, then you'll be ready to take a quarterback when you can adequately protect him, adequately block for the run against good defenses, not against crap. I don't want to see, if they're going to spend draft capital, I want it to be on offensive linemen because their line is a mess. That's are you down, though, with what's going on on the inside? For the, are you cool with Sam Mustafer as the center and then James Daniels and Cody Whitehair as your guards? Are you cool with the inside? If if that's the three best players in the inside, yes. From what I saw, they can't beat good ones, and the tackles are really a dangerous thing. And, and I think it's easier... I think they're better off. The, the interior three, while I still have questions, are better than the tackles because I got all kinds of fears with that. I want that offensive line fixed. That 20th overall pick better be an offensive, better be a left tackle. That's what I want. I want, and I'm I'm willing to ride Nick Foles because I just have no hope for this year if you can't protect the quarterback. And remember when Potsy was on, Mark Potash was on a couple weeks ago, and he made the point he he defended Nick Foles' time, as crappy as Foles was, because that offensive line was injured and a mess. And and also, I don't think Nagy has a clue how to use a running game. He uses it grudgingly. And I think that there's something to be learned there. I don't care if Nick Foles gets all beaten up. I have no future with Nick Foles. I, have, I don't care. I would care if I traded for somebody like Carson Wentz and spent a lot of draft capital. I'd want to protect it. I don't think this line can protect somebody like Carson Wentz. A, a good defense. I don't think a good defense can. Uh, I will. I don't think this offensive line can protect him against a good defense. And so I'd much rather start rebuilding the offensive line wherever it goes. Let Nick Foles be quarterback. No, I think that's a great point. And I actually went back and watched two Bears games the other day because I was thinking the same thing about Nick Foles while we're talking about this. Like what? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Actually, you didn't say this, but I'm saying this. I was like, okay, what the hell happened to Nick Foles? Because when he came in this past season, it looked like a positive move by the Bears. You're like, okay, this is a competent quarterback who is teetering on still being a starter in the NFL. For for a number of reasons, it looked like a pretty good acquisition by the Bears. And then I was I what happened? So I watched the Jacksonville or excuse me, the the Atlanta game. And uh-huh. in the Atlanta game, you still had James Daniels in there. Um you you had a the offensive line had been playing well. The competition wasn't the same. However, I saw a quarterback behind that offensive line who looked confident, who looked elusive, who looked in control, who had his deep ball game going. He had there was so much confidence and that that Nick Foles had in that game. And and I watched every single offensive snap that Nick Foles had from the middle of the third quarter and then what he did with the three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, and he was in complete control, never frazzled at all. Then I went and watched, I picked a game. I picked the L.A. Rams game. And Mm -hmm. in that game, you then had Rashad Coward in, to your point, you had Rashad Coward in at guard. He, as you may recall, made a horrible false start penalty in that game. I think it was on a third and one. No, it was a fourth and one, which turned into a fourth and six, and then a punting situation. 
Um, but in that game, all of a sudden, Nick Foles seriously looked like Bambi out there. Like he looked like a rookie who had nothing. <laughs> it was completely flustered at every single moment during the game. Leonard Floyd coming at him, number 54, Leonard Floyd coming at him, like on just, just overpowering Bobby Massey, busting through the offensive line and crushing Nick Foles. Foles had lost it. And we're talking about over a matter of a few games, he could not function behind that Bears offensive line. And and some of that you can put on Foles and say, you know what, in this day and age, you gotta be able to be a little you have to be able to improvise and use your legs and and make up for bad offensive lines. That's what good quarterbacks do. But we found out that Nick Foles was incapable of that. I still think that if there is order restored to an offensive line, that Nick Foles could still be a good quarterback. Well, we've spent more time on this, I think, than either of us suspected. So I think what we'll do, Mark, <laughs> uh-huh. let, we're still going to do what Mark heard. Let's sure. take a break. So All we right. show some lazy form of uh, some fake form of radio discipline. And we'll When's Randazzo with... coming on? What about Randazzo? Uh, if, if Stifler's not, Lying to us, he will be here at one o'clock. I wasn't lying last time. I'm just stupid. (laughs) That's perfect, though. That's true. It's okay, buddy. Yes. Well, that's perfect for Saturday suckage. So we'll take a break when we come back, and we will begin part two of what Mark heard here on Saturday suckage. Every bit of it. Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Wake and bake. Come on. For the past fifteen minutes now, you've been droning on about names. Toby, Toby, Toby Wong, Toby Wong, Toby Wong, Toby Chung, Charlie Chan. It's not me. I'm I'm here okay. and not there. And yeah. <laughs> Toby, who the is Toby? Uh, <laughs> I'm here and not there. I forgot about that one. All right, that's. Is keeping with Saturday suckage, that's an open that we have for a caller. Toby, the Vegan. president emeritus, <laughs> the grand almighty omnipotent vapor on of the Wake and Bake Club. I assume hey, it's Stifler played that because Toby's on the phone. <laughs> hey guys. What's up, Toby? Hello. Hey guys. What's on your mind, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Happy New Year. Uh, since um, you know, we we haven't talked to you during the New Year. Jesus. I don't think so. All right. Well, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have a legitimate going? question today. Ooh. Well, this is Go going to be different. Yeah. Right. I, I would actually like to get people's answers to this who listen. Uh, so it's it's five years later, right? Five years since 2016. Wow, look at you doing math. You're doing work. I know. And, uh, you know, however many years since Theo's been here and now he's gone. My question is, weren't we promised more than this? I, yeah, I know we got a yes. World we Series. Don't need the crowds. The, the we first don't need to crowdsource you know, this, yeah. Toby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but, you know, okay, and I hate to be, you know, young guy. Oh, yeah, great. First World Series in 108 years. Next. But come on, man. I mean, we were, and we, I feel like we're on the other side of it now, you know, Smart. and like we're back to normal. You know, cool. Are they going to uh, sign Manny Ramirez as a hitting coach they don't need to because starlin castro is not around so um, oh well maybe they'll sign starlin castro as a hitting coach that'll be you know, that, you know. that actually would kind of fit <laughs> with the the theme of the cubs if the theme is jake arietta well they, it didn't turn out to be the atlanta braves they did achieve some sustained success. So I don't know that pro- I don't know that the Cubs promised multiple World Series. They promised that they'd be competing every year, which they did, but just not for long enough. Yeah. That, so I, I kind of agree with you, Toby. I mean, and, I wasn't expecting you know, I just don't want to go back to the old ways, you know, of just being happy with 
Yay, they brought a guy I know back. Well, then uh, don't, I, be. I, I, don't be. Remember, remember when Jake Arrieta pitched for us before? You, you remember that? <laughs> he, he is pretty, you like he is that? pretty awesome. Do you remember in 2015? Remember when he had like the good season, and it was like one of the best seasons ever, or like part of the season or something. And he played for us like a few years ago. All right, uh, now now he's back. Here is a quick. uh, You guys want my Jake Arrieta and old Cubs stories? Here is a braggadocious story from yours truly. (laughs) Um, As you guys may or may not know, I was part of the Cubs parade. I was lucky enough to be on one of the 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 train cars, the 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 double decker buses or whatever they were. And you just you kind of get you get assigned to a bus. And my bus partners just happened to be. Check me out, Jake Arrieta. Kyle Schwarber <laughs> and Mike Montgomery, all guys ah. who were major contributors that are no longer with the Cubs anymore. That those were my guys. Wow. It was the four of us hanging out all day on a World Series bus. I don't know that wow. I've ever revealed that to to anybody, and now wow. I have. There it is, and they wow. were. And you yep. tweeted out the Secret. picture today. Yeah, I tweeted out one of the pictures. Yeah, it's on my Twitter right now. You can check it out. That That is taken by yours truly, Schwarber and um, Arietta in that particular picture. So, yeah, that was – what a, what a day. What a day. I have something for you. Am I still here? <laughs> yeah, well, you're here, not there. Uh, I let, isn't that what here. the intro said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard that. That, that made me laugh, too. Um <laughs> Here's what's so funny is that I didn't so and I guess I'll be revealing where I used to live in Albuquerque. We already when said I lived in, you were you were the you were the governor of Albuquerque. Right. Well, I guess exactly, which is which is weird. So I know this is weird to reveal, but this is where I used to live in Albuquerque. So and I didn't realize this till about a year later. But the two streets that were on either side of the apartment building that I lived in, Montgomery, and spelled like the guitarist, but Hendrix. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and I'm I didn't, wow. it, it, it was, yeah, spelled like the guitar, and I was like, like I said, about a year afterwards, I, because the, the street behind me was a small one, I was like, is that Hendrix Avenue or whatever? And it hit me, and it was one of those, uh, you know, mo- whoa, man! <laughs> Dude, did you did that? My did that Montgomery. require filling a bong in celebration, or oh um, yeah, simply self-medicating? Um, yes, indeed. Yes, there, there we go. The answer to uh, that question is yes. Is yes, on all counts. That's excellent. All right. Well, that's terrific, Toby. It's so glad to hear from you. I want to let people know that the. Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And I had some ideas earlier, so I'll run them by you as as um, gubernatorial emeritus of the Wake and Bake Club. So I had an idea of um, because I really like the the there's a the pasta sauce. <laughs> Okay. At my Trader Joe's, it's roasted garlic and basil, and I called it marinara, yeah. mar- marijuana sauce. And I thought, <laughs> that would be excellent, wouldn't it? Do you ever make that? Do you ever make roasted garlic and basil mar- marijuana sauce? Well, I suppose you could. No, I haven't tried that, but pretty much anything that you uh, boil, you could boil, you know, you could add a whole bunch of uh, leaves to it and boil it into the sauce. Okay, so you're so more of about, a you're a clean, about, you're a vape guy. You're not really a cookies. Now I want to clear that up. Okay, I am not a vape. Guy. <laughs> this ought no, to be no. good. Oh, what? <laughs> no, no, right. because there's a difference between there's a difference between what they call now vaping mm-hmm. and vaporizing your weed. Now, oh, okay. If people know Doug Benson and what he showed in the the uh, documentary Super High Me. That's what I'm talking about when I say vaporizing. Okay. okay so you so vaporize, are... you don't vape. I vaporize, I don't vape, right. All right, Steve, And edibles. Well, I had a, I had an idea for a, a vape cell phone. I thought they should okay. be combined. 
<laughs> so I don't. Do you, is that do you like, know a, like Louis C.K.'s dog phone? I don't want oh, anything look, he's to got do like with a Louis C.K. I don't want anything to do okay. with Louis C.K. Oh, right. uh, yeah, he was canceled. He we he was canceled a long <laughs> oh, time right. ago. So all what about? Right, all right. Is that a workable piece of technology from your extensive experience? Uh, well, I'll have to talk to my engineers on that, but we'll see if we can get that going for you. I can't imagine that your engineer would be uh, anybody but Thomas I, the Tank Engine. I just wanted to say, too, I listen sometimes during the week, and I thought this was the original Steve-O in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the Bernstein and uh, Rahimi show now. It's, They're doing yeah. the family yeah, guy. Yeah, we have nothing. I think so. You, yeah. Toby, always just, good to I hear was from confused. you. Always good to hear from you, Toby. Always glad, good to hear from well. you, too. I'm, I'm glad, glad I got my well. answers. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly yep. what you and thought. We don't, even, we, don't even, we don't even have to source it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I thought I was the only one. But, uh, yeah, we, we Toby, were promised I'm, more than this. I'm glad that Trash Panda was not here today because he just X's out I, all the phones and you wouldn't have been able to get through. So Stifler is your new hero. Yeah. I know. Is was Stifler's mom a part of the show? Well, that's what. Well, let's get I mean, to it now. The mom we might as show. well do it. Stifler, open up a mic because we are the mom show. We know about Gene Grody sending Gary Grody to the jewels. We learned about Trash Panda's mom. We even had a texter from the 815. Of course, this is a WB Club uh, stra- uh, entrenched listener my wife doesn't know or care about the score which i listen to all the time she only knows one name trash panda she just asked if i'm listening to the trash panda show that's a text we got so yes so now stifler it's too impossible not to know about stifler's mom tell us stifler about your mom what's her name uh lenora lenora okay and how would you describe bachelorette number one uh, I would describe my mother as very uh, kind, uh, sweet, and uh, probably pissed off at me a little bit. Why is that? Uh, she, That's... Her, her and her sister and uh, my uncle are deciding to go to Florida uh, for the next week, and I, I'm not uh, too excited about that uh, with the current pandemic. Um, and she asked me if I could go uh, drop her off at the airport, and I was like, no, I'm good. Um, and I haven't talked to her since then, so I might be in Ooh. trouble with Lenora. Wow, Ooh. you didn't want to contribute to that, huh? I, I said the words, I don't want to condone it. So it was really Wow, nice. good standing strong, man. Wow, so we have conflict. We have mother conflict for oh, the first time. Oh, my goodness. Time. She's great, though. I didn't expect she's, that. She's, yeah, boy, I don't know. Oh, we have not. I got to oh. tell you guys this really quick. So last night I was talking to my mom. You're going to love This is perfect for this moment. So my Grody, mom was, she always Grody likes moment. to know, so what's your schedule this week? Because my schedule during Bears <laughs> off season is always all over the board. I yeah. said, well, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then, you know, she goes, well, are you doing, are you working with Steve tomorrow? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, she, she goes, this is great. She's like, she's like. I, I just really like that's I think that's my favorite show that you do because you guys Aww. talk about sports but you know sometimes you don't always talk about sports and I like that and it just it's very you guys are very comfortable but I think that's my favorite show that you do so Aww. that you know I don't know if that set like I I thought it was nice I took it in the spirit in which she gave it but that means she doesn't really like my solo shows <laughs> that much <laughs> or if I fill it on the afternoon show you know it's it's the it's the one with the the um, the cynical Steve Rosenblum that she likes the best. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's all about the moms. That's what nobody that's what nobody realizes. Like oh, the dirty little secret is they just love moms, and we do. And Jean Grody yes. is mom for life. She's the show mom for she life. Is. And here's the 708 texture with the obvious question, Stifler, is your mom hot or what? And the obvious answer is no. Well, you wouldn't be able to say that objectively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I used to get this question in grammar school. So, like, this is not new, and I don't know why people expect me to be like, oh, yeah, she's smoking. <laughs> so, your mom, so, you, so you are saying your mom is attractive then? Because no, of you've I, been getting that question. I've, so I said no, school. Mark Grody. No, 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 but you've been getting that question a lot. So that must, do you think your friends think your mom is, let's just say, attractive? I, I think it could be possible. So you think your mom's hot? Okay. 
I don't think that. Can we go to break? <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, I this uh. this show is is um, headed towards the Broadcast Museum Hall of Fame. This is yeah. This is this is legendary, even for Saturday Suckage and the Wake and Bake Club. I want to thank you for calling in, Toby. Always good to hear oh. from you. Happy New Year! We'll sure, Happy to- New Year. We'll we'll talk again soon if I'm allowed. Sure. Yeah, right. And if does, nobody important your, listens to the show, we'll get to do Mark, it. Yeah. does she say I like that Toby character you have? You know what? She has never mentioned you, but hopefully oh. she's listening today. I'm going to be at Gene and Gare's tomorrow. After I actually am doing a show tomorrow, nine to noon, and then I will then I'm blasting yeah. off for Itasca. And so I will ah. I will get the full review. I, I you know what? Oh, she seems I to like for whatever reason, my mom seems to like everything about this show, so I'm guessing she probably um, well yeah, I don't know that, well, that you know, I like all the marijuana talk, but you know, yeah, she's very <laughs> interesting. I already took the praise thinking that I was a part of it, so you know. Yeah, I you just are. want right. confirmation so, on that. Now Bye, that we've now that we've broached the obvious subject. We have texts like, is she, is she single? Your mom is probably a smoke We have a guest. Show. <laughs> is she single? And here's the one. This looks, I think it really is Trash Panda. It's signed Trash Panda. And the text is, I have on good authority, Stifler's mom has got it going on. And the rocket's <laughs> red. <laughs> uh, all right. Nicely played. Thank you, Will. Thank you all. For listening, we will continue with the next hour. Well, we're going to have some random Wayne on. We don't know. It'll see whatever Stifler could arrange. It could be Wayne Newton for all we know. I'm Steve Rosen. He's Mark Grody. This is undoubtedly a Saturday suck in Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.